was thinking about it today. When you've been around as long as I have, you begin to remember people when they were younger. And so I remember her when she was young, even before she met her hubbo. So uh, <laughs> uh, I just think it's amazing the song she picked and where we're going tonight. Just amazing thing. Do you have a burden to reach people? Galatians chapter 6. Galatians chapter 6. I do have chocolate for everybody in the audience. Oh, yeah. Down in the refrigerator, Aiden will bring it up. Oh, yeah. We got airheads. Oh, yeah. We got, we got Reese's. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We got Twix. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's right with me. Look at her. She's right with me. I love it. Galatians chapter 6. Do you have a burden to reach people? Let's pray first. Lord, we love you today. Thank you for your goodness. I'm thankful I'm saved today. I'm thankful somebody was interested enough in my soul who to reach me with the gospel, invite me to church. I'm thankful I got saved that day. I pray you use your word today. Help us, Lord, and be thankful for what we have. In Jesus' name, amen. Galatians chapter 6, beginning in verse number 1. Brethren, if a man be overtaken in a fault, ye which are spiritual, restore such a one in the spirit of meekness. Now let me just pause here for one minute. Sometimes in life, you don't reach out to people who need help because you're not spiritual enough. And somebody who needs help, you ready? The only thing that's going to help them is this. Hello, and we're trying to do everything else. Come on now. But the truth, and the truth is the Bible, that'll change your life. Change my life. It worked for me. It can work for you too. Amen? So you just got to go to the book. So sometimes we don't reach out to help people. Because we're not spiritual enough. Do you ever have so much stuff you know in your mind? Come on now. You know where the references are? Maybe. (laughs) But you know the verse but don't know where it is. Ever been there? Like I lost my mind a long time ago. Amen? Hello. I think I eat too much candy. But anyway, here we go. Consider thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. Let me ask a question. When's the last time you reached out to help somebody, and you didn't get anything in return? You, do you know there's a lot of people out there who need help? Now, we need help, too. But, but, but sometimes you just need to go out of your comfort zone a little bit, and keep your eyes a little open, and see that people are in need. And they're all around us. They're all around us. Verse number three, and we'll get in with the message. For if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he what? Deceiveth himself. Do you have a burden to reach people? I have some things down here. You might have heard this before, but it's good. Missionary stats on death. There's 86,400 seconds in a day. That means 2.2 people die every second. 132 people die every minute. I checked the math out. This is all right. 190,080 people die every day. 1,330,560 die in a week. Are you getting overwhelmed yet? I got lost at 132. I got lost at 2.2. Watch it now. 
That means in a year, 69,180,120 people die in a year. And you listen to me. I'm, I'm, I'm speaking to me tonight. Listen very carefully. And how many of them did I even make an effort to reach out to? How, how many of them did I go by and God wanted me to give a gospel tract to them and I'm just not paying attention? How many of them are in hell when God tried to send them my way? Now, I, I said this this morning, and, and it's very true, or I may have said it to the men's. If you don't, if you don't make a goal in your life to do something for Christ, you'll surely hit it. It'll be zero. So you have to say to yourself, you know what, this week, maybe I don't give a lot of gospel tracts out, but this week I'm going to give out five. I'm going to give out ten. But you need to have a goal. Because if you don't have a goal, you ready, watch, you will definitely reach it. (laughs) It's nothing. If you want to be a great piano player and you want to travel all over the world, you have to practice. Hello? You're like, they're not popping chocolates. Like, like Sarah and our, our young lady right there, they, 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 they took some time to practice. When I wanted to be good at basketball, when everybody else was playing and everybody else was doing crazy stuff, I'm out shooting ball when it's 100 degrees outside because I wanted to be good. Now, listen very carefully. If you want to be a good Christian... If you want to be somebody who God really wants to use, come on now, you you have to work at it. It doesn't come easy. I wish it did, but it doesn't. It doesn't come easy. The first thing about if you have a burden to have a burden, number one is don't lose your first love. Don't lose your first love. Revelation chapter 2 verse 4. Revelation chapter 2 verse 4. Sarah, to be honest with you, I was going to preach another message. And then when you sang that song, the Lord changed this whole thing around. So, amen. It's all good in the hood. That's what I say. Just want God to do it. Amen. Here we go. Revelation 2.4. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy what? Do, 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 do you know why most marriages never make it? Because a person loses their first love. They leave it. They don't stay in love with the person they married. Hello. You have to work at it. To have a good marriage, you have to work at it. I said this all the time. It's very true. For my wife to treat me like a king, I have to treat her like a queen. And I did. And when I wanted something, when I'm watching a game in the man cave, she'd bring me something down to eat. And bring me some peach tea. Oh, yeah, can I get a witness right here? Peach tea. I'm all about peach tea. Snapple peach tea. Oh, yeah, it's your birthday. I thought about one time putting a dumbwaiter in, preacher. I was going to actually cut a chase and have a dumbwaiter come up and down. That would be pretty awesome. But my wife delivered that stuff. Amen? But, but, but let me tell you something. When you first get saved... Do you remember how you were? Do you remember how on fire you were? Do you remember how much you were in love with God? What happened to that? Because we didn't cultivate it. Sometimes we get a little stale. Two things God wants us to do. And let's look at a couple verses. 
Turn to Matthew 22, if you would, please. First is love God. We mentioned it this morning. We didn't really get into it. Matthew 22. Verse number 37. This lawyer is asking Jesus, verse 35 says, Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him, saying, Master, what is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus saith unto him, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. So the first thing we have to do is love God. So let me ask you a question. <laughs> let me ask you a question. <laughs> so how much do you love God? How much do I love God? You know, listen to me. If I love God the way I, I should, you ready? My life would be different. Because everything I do would be consumed about God. To be honest with you, sometimes it's not. I want to. I really do. But sometimes it's not. And sometimes things in life just take you away from where you really should be. And, and to love God and to know God, you've got to spend time with God. And if you don't do that, hello, you'll never grow in your Christian life. Number two, verse 39. And the second is like an unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Why, why has he got to put that in there? Why do you got to do that to me? Do you ever have a bad neighbor? Man, I have, I t- you probably heard it before. I had a neighbor, all his, I had no, no trees on my property that bear leaves. But all his tree limbs, preacher, on my side of the property. My wife used to rake up 50 bags, construction bags of leaves. I never raked one one leaf. I blow them things. Amen. And I, being a great neighbor, I want to blow them back over on his property. Amen. And I want to take those bags and go over the fence and dump them on his name in Jesus' name. Amen. Like here you go. They belong to you. But that's not what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to love your neighbor like you love yourself. Wow, that's really deep. That's really deep. That really is. That's a whole different type of Christianity. So when my wife passed, I had my tree guy go over and knock on the door and ask the guy if we could cut those, those tree limbs that hung over on my property. And we did. <laughs> Guess what? I don't have any more leaves. Hallelujah. Amen. I really wanted to help the roots out too. Amen. Maybe we can kill the tree too. No, don't do that. No, no. Supposed to be the right kind of neighbor. Amen. Hello. Love your neighbor. So I had a bus route. I had many bus routes. I had these three girls that came and uh, rode my rode four of them actually. Two were twins, Courtney and Brittany, and Jasmine and Brianna. Courtney and Brittany were in a home where, where grandma took care of them. Mom killed somebody and she was in prison for life. She was not getting out. It was that bad. Now this girl, this girl. This girl, this girl, Brittany, she never, ever smiled in her whole entire life. I don't think she ever smiled. Now, if you don't smile, I'm going to try to make you smile. But she didn't smile. So she'd come, get on the bus, and she'd just be miserable. Now, the other three girls were really nice. And she was sort of nice, but she just had a problem. 
So, so one time I told them they were on my bus for about six months and they're keeping attendance and they're doing things and they're passing out snacks and doing the whole thing. I said, okay, one, one, one Saturday I'm going to take you out to eat. Dinner. I'm figuring French restaurant, McDonald's, amen? Come on. Dollar menu, amen? That would be really good. Hallelujah. Uh, they said, we like to go to the Chinese buffet. Chinese buffet. I'm all about the Chinese buffet. $12.95 a piece. Now, when you have a family or you take people out, you have a sign. Okay? That's called water. Costs you $4 to get a drink. So they look at Papa to see if we can get soda or water. So do you know what all four girls got? Soda. The bus worker. I'm trying to let him know water. Do you know what he gets? Soda. Do you know what I get? Soda. Amen. Why should I be separated? Amen. Come on. I might as well do it all. We'll all go for it. Now, there was a problem. I only had $65 in the bank. So I'm going to use my debit card and pray because it's the weekend. Hello. It's not going to bounce. Now, I get discounts, and we come to $89 is what the bill was, $89. Now they say, um, uh, 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 um, Pastor Kaiser, can we, can we go to Rita's? That's a water rice place if you've never heard of it. Yeah. yeah, you know. Amen. Good. So now watch. Now, they just don't want a water. I got $20 left in my pocket. They, they, they just don't want a plain water rice. They want a gelati. Are you serious? Now, my wife goes there, she meets me, and I get her a water ice, whatever. And the, my bus worker runs out to tell my wife how much money I spent. They're the kind of kids you like to choke their little neck. You know what I'm talking about, preach? Like those kind of kids you go, ah! Now, my wife just got done cleaning houses, and she made $100. And being the good wife that she was, she ran to the bank to put that $100 in the bank so we didn't bounce. The story gets better. So... So I spend the 20 bucks, and we go back to my house. In the back of my house, about, a prop, about, about an acre of property was in the back of my property, but I had, I had this zip line that went from one pole to another. And, and it wasn't in a harness, but you had to hold on to this trolley. So this girl, who never smiles, Brittany, she's going to go on this zip line. Now, I'm thinking, if this girl gets hurt, they're going to own my house. You know what I'm talking about? Like, they're going to sue me. You know what I mean? She decides as she gets in the middle of about 16 feet up in the air, she's going to let go. There's no trampoline. And she comes down. I, I see it like it was yesterday. She comes down and she bounces like off her legs and she flips over like a gymnastic person. And she winds up like, oh, everything's fine. I'm going to smack her right upside her head. You know what I'm talking about? One of those girls. She said, I made it. I said, yeah, I'm about running my house. So anyway, so, so I take them inside the house, and they get iced tea and cookies and whatever, and we go down in the basement. Now, in my basement, there, there was a, an, a treadmill. So, so Brittany wants to ride the treadmill and see if she can go on as fast as it'll go without falling off. The girl's nuts. Ten miles an hour it'll go. 
I said, the only way you're doing this is you're putting the clip on. Because my older grandson, Peyton, was on there, didn't have the clip on, had it up too fast. And when it came down, he got his leg in between the belt and the bottom, and it rubbed his skin completely off, and we had a wedding to do. And he was in shock. So I'm thinking, this ain't going to happen to this girl. So we get the thing up to 10 miles an hour, and she's on there like a trooper. I mean, the girl ought to be in the Olympics, amen? I'm just saying. So I go and I take them back home. I don't know. I spent four or five hours with them, and I dropped them off. And the girl who never smiled is smiling from ear to ear. And she said, she said Pastor Kaiser, she said, she said uh, this was the greatest day of my life. I said, I said, I said, Brittany, I understand where you're coming from. I said, but the greatest day of your life is the day I knocked on your door and you came to church and got saved. I said, but I understand. And I try to put that in perspective sometimes because things I do, I don't even think about, preacher. You know what I mean? But there's other people who never get to do that. And I need to be thankful to God all the time for what he does. I have this little statement that says, today will never come again. Be a blessing. Be a friend. Encourage someone. Take time to care. Let your words heal and not wound. It's pretty easy to wound somebody. It really is. Number one is don't lose your love. first love. Number two is don't let the fire go out. Don't let the fire go out. Turn your Bibles to, let's see, let's go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 28. Hebrews 12, 28. Aiden, we do have a couple more ring pops back in that back. We're going to need them for our little kitties back here. Even though they get airheads, but my little girl needs a ring pop. Okay, Revel, and, and you're going to say there's, there's, there are some back in there. Yeah, I know you'll find them. Yes, you will. You definitely will find them. Hebrews 12, 28. Don't let your fire go out. Wherefore, receiving a kingdom which cannot be moved, let us have grace whereby we may serve God acceptable with reverence and what kind of fear? Godly fear. The, bo- the bottom line is this. Sometimes in life, God, God starts to speak to us. And God starts to lead us. I was, I was telling the preacher about this, that I'm, I'm very burdened about fifth grade through eighth grade. I'm feeling like God wants to really have me change ministries a little bit and just zero in on that age groups and try to get in public schools. You pray for me. Um, I'm going to try to get in public schools. I'm going to try to have junior conferences, not just teen conferences. I'm praying for God to give me a camp. I'm praying that way. And, uh, and I want to I have more junior camps. I just feel like they're getting really targeted in the schools today. And uh, I, I don't want them to lose all of God. Amen? I, I just want to try to reach them. And so you pray for me as I try to help them and, and have God help me. But I learned this. To have fire in your heart. You number one? You ready? Watch. You got to have faith. Hebrews eleven six says, "But without faith it is impossible to please Him. For him that he that cometh to God must believe that He is an awarder of them that diligently seek Him." 
Watch this one. I wrote this down. A lot of people can't hear God speak because they're afraid to hear God speak. Watch this one. Maybe you'll think the hearing God's voice makes you some kind of religious fanatic and might even think you're a little loony tick. Hello? You ready? Elijah was looking for God in the earthquake. Elijah was looking for God in the storm. Hello? Elijah was looking for all those things, but God came to Elijah in a still small voice. Now, let me ask you a question. When's the last time the Lord, like, spoke to you? When's the last time God wanted to direct you to do something? Now, my problem is this. You ready? My problem is I want to question God rather than doing it. That's my problem. I'm thinking, watch. Aiden and I decided already the boys are going to win. You know why? Watch, they got a smiley face right on their butt. <laughs> so, I'm sorry. The girls are going down, amen? I'm just saying, pie number two in the face. Oh, yeah. I think you should have your glasses on when you do it, too. Come on now. Uh, no, you can't do that. It's not good, amen? <laughs> but you have to have somebody that has to have faith. And number two, you have to have compassion. Turn there, if you would, please. Jude 22. Jude 22. Three Johns, Jude, and Revelation. I know. How long have you had that problem? Your whole entire life? I know. You're so old right now. Wow. Here, have a good quiet. Jude 22, and then we'll read 23 also. And of some, how many? Some. Do you know that all don't have compassion? And of some having compassion, making a difference. And others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So when's the last time you had compassion on somebody? Like I was getting a little frustrated with Aiden today. Like you can't find the <laughs> ring pops. I know the ring pops are in there. But listen, I got to have a little compassion. Do you know that most men can't find things? Women find things. Hello? But he did find them. And now he's looking at me right now because I want him to get some more for those little guys back there. And he already knows there are more in there. Hello. Thank you very much. I said all that to say this, that in life, some people, to make a difference in their life, you just got to have a little compassion. It's amazing what you can do with somebody if you show them a little compassion. And really show them a little bit of love. Come on out, rather than, you know, throwing them under the bus, sort of like the men at the stakeout. But anyway, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> wow, it's messed up, isn't it? Don't let your fire go out. Don't lose your passion. And uh, uh, let's turn to another verse, and I have to, I have to give a story here. Uh, go to Galatians 6, 9, 6, 9. And I need to tell this illustration. Galatians 6, 9. 
Galatians 6, 9. Don't lose your passion. And let us not be weary in bad doing. Is that what that says? In treating people wrong. Is that what that says? No, it says, let us not be weary in what kind of doing? For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. You know what I learned a long time ago? You ready? Watch. You can't outgive God. Go ahead and try. And God seems sometimes to send me money when I need it to remind me what I gave before and then for me to reap. And sometimes the reap is not right away, but it could be a little time when I need it. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. Can't faint. Got to stay in the battle. Illustration. So across the street from me, a new family moved in. We used to have this lady over there. She was a little, she was a little out there. One time she came into my house, didn't even knock on the door, just walked in the door, preach. Door wasn't locked, she just walked in. Her name was Judy. Judy, Judy, Judy. Anyway, so, anyway, she didn't have anybody. Staunch Catholic. I tried to, I mean, witness to her and help her. So a new family moved in. So, so the family, they, they, had, they had some people. Paul was the dad. Diana was the, was the mom. They had two, uh, two older teenagers, James and Jamie. And the last one was, was Liam, was a bull. And uh, the Lord was talking to me about going over there to witness to them. And, and, and for one thing or another, I was either making an excuse and, and not going over there. So I'm away. I'm in, uh, at the time I was in Maine, and I got word that the fellow Paul was going to work. He's a, he's a concrete finisher in Philadelphia. And uh, hold on one second. So I hear he's going to work to Philly. And when he's going to work, this guy's in a drunk vehicle. He's drunk. And he crosses over the medium. And he literally, ready, runs over his car. The car sat high enough that it ran over his car. The only way he lived is he moved out of the way because the drive shaft came right through the driver's seat. And I'm across the street. I just get back. And I hear about it. And I dart my way over there. And Paul said, Roman Catholic. Mom, raised him Roman Catholic. He said, I don't know even why I'm alive today. I said, I know why you're alive. Because God wanted me to come over here and tell you about Jesus. And I just need to tell you that it's Jesus plus nothing else to get to heaven. And if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, no matter what happens to you physically, one day you'll be in heaven. So they were struggling. And I find out later after I witnessed to him that his wife, Diana, is a saved woman. And uh, 
So she married a lost guy, but, but she saved. And I saw when she first came, she was dealing with cancer. And uh, she had breast cancer, and then it went, like, through her body. She's still alive today. I don't know, but she's not doing really well. So, so one, 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 one night, I know they were struggling. One night I decided I'm going to go buy them some, some food. So I go to Popeye's Chicken. Come on. I mean, how can you go wrong with Popeye's Chicken? Come on now. I'll get me a big, big, oh, I'm ready to eat some chicken right now. Wow, I'm just looking at that chicken right now, Sarah, and I'm just ready to pop on in there. Woo! So, right, Lynch, you want, you in the chicken? Anybody in the chicken? You in the chicken? Okay, I'm just checking. Preacher, you in the chicken? I'm in the chicken. Lord have mercy, I love chicken. So anyway, watch. So I, I go, I get in the drive-thru. Crystal, you like chicken? You're good. Okay, I'm just checking, all right? Don't like candy, but you like chicken. Okay, good. All right, so now watch. Here we go. Got your priorities set up, right? So come on, now watch. So I get in the drive-thru. I'm figuring, okay, I'm going to pick sides, right? I mean, what kid, like the kid's nine. So I'm figuring mashed potatoes and gravy. Come on now. Come on, and, and come on now. Well, you know what? Macaroni and cheese. Two starches. Well, you can't get no valid vegetable. Come on, are you serious? So I, I say on, on the table, well, what your side, what sides do you want? I said, uh, I would like to have uh, mashed potatoes and gravy, gravy on the side. They said, we don't have mashed potatoes. It's sort of like going to a place that has ice cream and doesn't have vanilla ice cream. Same deal. I said, I said why are you even open? I said, um, okay, um, could I have macaroni and cheese? You got that right. I'll get double macaroni. They said, we don't have macaroni and cheese. I said, now I said again, why are you even open? Why don't you close this store down? Mac and cheese? Are you serious? I said, wait a minute. I wait, wait a second, wait a second. You got french fries, right? Oh, yeah, we have french fries. Okay, give me a double order of french fries, okay? Good, good. Okay, now I figured I'm going to home the family, you know, four or five, whatever. Okay. Can you give me a gallon of sweet tea? No, we don't have sweet tea. Wait a second. Do you have lemonade? No, we, we don't have lemonade. Then I say again, why are you even open? Hello? And then I say, well, you probably have Pepsi or Coke products that I could get, right? That'd be good. Two liter bottles. No, we don't have that. They said, the only thing we have is root beer. What? What? Root beer. Okay. Okay. Give me three two-liter bottles of root beer. Okay. Now, I go back to the house. Phew. And these teenagers, James and Jamie, are really the nicest kids you ever want to meet. When I came and, and, and Jamie came out there to get the stuff, she, you thought I gave him a million dollars. So I begin to tell her the story. She's 16. I tell her the story. I said, I went there. I tried to get macaroni and cheese. Didn't have it. I tried to get mashed potatoes. Didn't have it. I said, I tried, I tried to get Coke, Pepsi. I tried to get lemonade. She said, you know what? Watch. Liam only likes French fries. And the only drink he really likes and drinks is root beer. 
Now, now I said all that to say this. That's God. That's not me. That is God. But I tried every way not to listen to God. And so God gave me no choice. Hello? And Christmas came and I gave them some money and whatever. But the, the key I want to go to, and I'm finished, is you got to stay close to God so you can listen to God. And the only way you get close to God is you got to take time to read this book. Because God speaks through his word. And you have to be somebody today. Watch it now. Watch it now. You cannot, you cannot lose your first love. Because everything else falls into place if you love your first love. And that should be Jesus. Don't let your fire go out. Read your Bible and pray all the time. A little kitty song, read your Bible, pray every day, and you'll grow, grow, grow. Forget your Bible, forget to pray. You will shrink, shrink, shrink. And don't lose your passion. Yeah, I, 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 walk in, I walk in, sometimes preach, I preach in places all the time. I look at people, I said, they need some help. Like if you see what we see when we're preaching, scare you half to death. Hello? The bottom line is people not enjoying Jesus. But, but listen, listen, listen. We're, we're, I'm preaching to the choir tonight. You're at church. So what are we doing about a burden for somebody who needs to be saved? Who, need, who needs some help that we need to reach out and give a helping hand to? Let God speak to your heart tonight. Let God give you direction. Let God, let God give you and you wake. You ready? Make a goal this week. The only reason why I don't give out tracts is I don't have them with me. Hello? They're in the car. What good are they doing in the car? Come on now. Everywhere you go, you got to have them with you. You don't have no idea. And don't tell me you don't run into any people in this place. There are people everywhere. Hello? If you go past somebody, you don't see somebody, you got problems, amen? You're probably living as a hermit, amen? I'm just saying. Let's have a burden. Let, 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 let's, let's work on it. Let's feed the fire. Let's have some compassion on people. Let, let, let us be the kind of people that when we go to home to glory, he says to us, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'm not there yet, but I'm working on it. Don't let your fire go out, man. I mean, you listen very carefully. Ready to watch? If they did not keep the fire going, we wouldn't be eating steak till today. And then you've got to keep putting new coals on because then it's going to eventually burn out, and then you're not going to have your steak. And then we're going to have mutiny. Like the ladies have mutiny with no ribs. Amen? I'm just saying. <laughs> Let's pray. Lord, we love you. Thank you for your goodness. I pray you guide and direct this rest of this service.